Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Up, you guys <laughs> other you guys now <laughs> i'm just kidding hey what's up spooky babes <laughs> hey what's up spooky babes how's everyone's week been hopefully good this is my my podcast partner best friend and soulmate Haley. <laughs> oh god you're gonna make me cry <laughs> we can't cry again <laughs> oh <laughs> I didn't need to be called out like that. I mean, we can't cry for the first time ever this whole week. <laughs> first time in my life I can't cry. <laughs> Said no mentally unstable person ever. Anyway. And then the amazing ringleader of this podcast group. Sounds like a circus. Catherine. So, Spooky Babes, I very much appreciate you. From the person who edits the podcast, I very much appreciate you holding on through any kind of technical difficulties that we've been having. (laughs) I think we have it all figured out now. What are you talking about? (laughs) What technical difficulties? (laughs) Just, you know, sound. Sound has been not on my side. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with us. I'm excited that I think I have it figured out now. We'll see. I'll say we'll see. I'll cut this part out if I figure out that I don't have it figured out by now. (laughs) Be like, I never said that. I never took responsibility (laughs) of my actions. Today, we're doing a true crime versus Hollywood. Whoop whoop. And I feel like it's slightly a stretch <laughs> because I think that we just love this movie and we heard that it was loosely based on a true crime. So we're like, yes. So we're like, done. <laughs> That's enough for me. Yep. We are going to be doing the Gainesville Ripper murders and the movie Scream. Woo! Woo! Scream! I love Scream. Me um, too. So, Haley. Do you have any insight on how it was related to the movie? I know it can't be that much because I know the story <laughs> of the murders and I've seen the movie, so it can't be like... <laughs> well, uh, I have not done any research for the Gainesville murder mm-hmm. because that's your story to tell me. Yes. <laughs> the only... <laughs> the, the only mention of this true crime story of the Gainesville murders... Mm-hmm was apparently 
Kevin Williamson, who's the writer of Scream, mm-hmm. he was inspired by the Gainesville Ripper. He, for one, he loved horror movies. And he was just at home one day and he heard over the news about the Gainesville Ripper. And then the house he was staying at, he found one of his windows open. So he got super paranoid and then thought, I'm going to write a short story about a woman alone in a house. That is all. That was mentioned. So. Close enough. (laughs) That's it. We'll take it. So just like during uh, the Snowtown murders, (laughs) um, we will go through the true crime and then we'll go over all the fun stuff about the movies. So are you ready to jump into this true crime? Head first. We're going to take you back to August 1990. Okay. Okay. In Gainesville, Florida. Of course it's fucking Florida. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, early on Friday, August the 24th, someone broke into the apartment of Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. Christina was asleep on the couch, and this man stood over her, but didn't wake her up, and left her there on the couch, and went upstairs to Sonia's room. Uh, Sonia was also asleep. He taped her mouth shut, and stabbed her to death in her room. Okay. He's a very stabby stabby, Stabby which is very scream. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So, after that... Sonia died while trying to fight him off while he was stabbing her. Mm-hmm. So it's like she got into like a tussle. Then he went back downstairs, taped Christina's mouth shut, bound her wrist with tape. He made he made her strip, which I don't know how he did that with her wrist bone. Talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he um, raped her with her face down on the floor and then stabbed her in the back five times. That didn't happen in Scream. No, that was really what, I mean. <clears throat> anyway. He posed the two women before he left, like in provocative positions, and then he posed them in provocative positions so that they would be surprising to whoever found them. And before he left, he took a shower and left. The next day... Love a man with hygiene. Right? (laughs) The next day, August 25th, Saturday, he broke into Krista Hoyt's apartment, and he pried open the sliding glass door... I hate sliding glass doors for every true crime in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, always in one. They're always. always. Oh, and they're so, they're not secure at all. Mm-mm. So he pried the sliding glass door with a kabar knife and a screwdriver. She wasn't home like he thought she was. Thank goodness. So he sat in his house and waited for her to come home. Wow. That's some commitment. <laughs> More commitment than any man's ever shown me. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. What is that like? What, what is, is that, that like? like? Well, she dies, so. Um, oh. <laughs> that's what that was like. Maybe I don't need commitment from men. Mm. Um, she came home at about 11 a.m. He surprised her from behind and put her in a chokehold until she passed out. After she passed out, <laughs> he taped her mouth and wrists. And raped her again and stabbed her in the back, just like Christina. Alright, so he has a... What's the word? He has a pattern? Yeah, a pattern, yeah. Mm -hmm. But this time when he stabbed her, he ruptured her heart. That's how many times he stabbed her. 
don't know how many times that takes. Or if you can just do it I would just nice just, one knifey. I was going to say, I would only think it would take one good... Stabby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Respectfully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so he went back to his little campground that was uh-huh. close by. But, here's a kicker, he couldn't find his wallet. <laughs> Sir, where is your wallet? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Which dead woman's house did you leave it at? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he thought he left it back at the murder scene. So he went back. He didn't shower this time. He did not. Not that I know of. I mean, maybe it was not in the notes, but when he went back, he decapitated her and placed her head on a shelf looking at her own dead body. Also for a shock value of, like, whoever found her. Right. He had some kind of, like, twisted... He is is looking for a wallet. Unfortunately, the story never told me if he found his wallet there. Dang. But I'm assuming the police didn't find his wallet there either, so... Anyway. Plot hole. Um, <laughs> so this murder, these murders attracted widespread media attention and students in the, in the neighborhood because this was near the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they began changing their schedules, sleeping in groups, and some students even withdrew and transferred from college. Oh, I would too. Yeah, for sure. And so on August 27th, which is just the next Monday, so... It was Friday, Saturday, no no, no, no deaths on Sunday, because that's the Lord's Day, and then back to murdering on Monday. Um, <laughs> he, he took the weekend off. <laughs> so he broke into Tracy Paul's and Manny Taboda's apartment um, by also prying the sliding glass door. He found Manny asleep in one of the bedrooms. And after a long struggle with him, he killed him. Then Tracy heard the, like, scuffle and stuff and barricaded herself in a bedroom. And the man broke down the door, taped her mouth and wrists, and raped her and stabbed her in the back three times. He posed Tracy, but he did not pose Manny. All the victims, except for Manny, obviously, were petite, white, brunettes, with brown eyes. Remind you of anyone? No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an initial suspect here. And he was a, a student in Florida. And he struggled with a mental illness. And he had a lot of scars on his face from like a car accident when he was younger. <laughs> they said in the article he was like the perfect suspect for people to put on like the news when they were talking about this report. But this kid had nothing to do with it. He just looked weird and acted weird. Wow. Which really was fucked up. That is fucked up. Like. So just because you look weird and you're different. Right. You're like the prime suspect. Right. Wow. So while Florida PD was investigating these murders, Louisiana police alerted them to a triple murder in Shreveport, Louisiana. And this was the murders of William Grissom, 55, Julie Grissom, 24, and her son, Sean, 8. And they were all attacked while preparing dinner. Now you'd say, who was both in Louisiana during those murders and in Florida during these murders? 
Well, there was only one person, and his name was Danny Rowling. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, the murders that happened in Shreveport, Julie's body was the only one that was mutilated, cleaned, and posed, like the other girls in the Florida murders. There was this woman, her name was Cindy Jurish, and she called Crime Stoppers. She reported that Danny Rowling was connected to both murders in Shreveport and Florida. She had met him in Louisiana in her hometown church, and he had made some disturbing statements to her and her husband, Stephen. So one time, Stephen came in and told her that Danny had to leave. And she said, why? And he said that, Steve, that he told Stephen that he had a problem. And when Stephen asked him what kind of problem, Danny said, I like to stick knives into people. Huh. Now, huh. This was before Florida murders. So do you think that maybe <laughs> we could have prevented Florida murders when he admitted that he liked to stab people? Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. She, of course, at that time did not want to believe that she could be that he could have been responsible for the Shreveport murders. Um, Danny also said to her one day that um, he was going to leave this town and he said, I'm going to go somewhere where the girls are beautiful and I could lay in the sun and watch the girls. Mm. Um, so the investigators began investi investigating Danny Rowling who at that time, after she had reported him to Crime Stoppers, he was in jail for robbing a supermarket. And this supermarket was robbed 10 days after the last murder in Florida. So he was not in jail during the Florida murders or Louisiana murders. So when they had detained him, they had found his one-man one camp is what they described it as. And it's this little camping grounds kind of in between all of those apartments that he broke into and there were a couple things that were surprising <laughs> that they found in that campgrounds and so there was a there was like a a lockbox at the police station with all of his belongings and there were tools from the murders and a tape recorder with an audio diary of him alluding to the crimes it's stupid. First of all... Don't keep evidence. No, 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 no. The police had this evidence in lockup when they locked him up for robbing the supermarket. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Like, they found all the evidence in lockup at the Florida Police Department where he was being held. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it's also crazy to, you know, record yourself talking about any kind of murders that you've right. done, but I assume that he would do that because he's dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would always like to assume that maybe people who investigate murders would be smarter than that. Yeah. But as like, we don't know... Don't you go to school for this? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, in November of 91, he was charged with several counts of murder. The trial did not start until 94, so it was kind of a long time, mm -hmm. but, but right before his trial, he pleaded um, unexpectedly guilty to all the murders, and he said that he, that his goal was to become a, a superstar like Ted Bundy. 
this man is no Ted Bundy. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> Ted Bundy would never. Never. Oof. Um, anyway, so, he was, uh, on April 20th, 1994, mm-hmm. he was sentenced to death. Ooh. Shortly before he was executed, he handed a confession and an apology for the Shreveport murders. And on just a short while later, after he was sentenced to death, on October 25th, 2006, he actually (laughs) died of lethal injection. Huh. Um, I wonder wonder if he saw the movie. (laughs) I don't know. Do they have movies in prison? I don't know. I've never been to prison. But yeah, he was uh, in, on October 25th, 2006, he was executed by lethal injection and he died without saying any last words, but he sang a hymn until he actually died. Like, he continued to sing all the way until he, like, died. And they never shut the mic off that's in, like, the room with him. That's creepy. So everyone who was there to watch... Heard it. ...had to hear him sing until he actually died. That's creepy. So creepy. I would have hated that. Right? Because it probably got... Like, I feel like it would get stuck in your harder head. Harder and hard, yeah. But like it probably was harder and harder for him to even sing. You know, you know he's dying, but he's legitimately just dying. So like, which just sounds haunting yeah. to whoever. That's was what I'm there. saying. Like it, I feel like it would just get stuck in your head, and then it's yeah. like a curse that you were there. <laughs> like, like seriously, I saw Fear Street. That sounds like a fucking curse. Right. Oof, what I was going to say is it does, um, I've seen Orange is the New Black. They have movies, but it's like a movie theater setup kind of thing. Right. Where they have like the fold-out chairs and the projector right. screen. And I think they're and, old movies. Yeah, they're like older movies, so I'm like, but I was like, what if they did like show him, like what if that was part of his like last dying wish? Be like, I want to see the movie they made about me. <laughs> and then he sees Scream and he's like, that's nothing like me. not what I did. They got it all wrong. He cries. That's why he refused to say anything on his last words. <laughs> wow. Like, did he wear, like, a mask or anything? No? No. I honestly don't know how they didn't solve it. <laughs> from, from what the article said, they literally had the evidence in the locker. Like, they they didn't assign some rookie to listen to those, uh, those diaries. I know, they're not curious. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't. He just robbed him. A thing. A rob- what was that? A grocery store? Or- a grocery or supermarket. Yeah. A supermarket, yeah. He just robbed a supermarket, so they were like, oh, it's just some weirdo's tape. So they were like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> this is just some hooligan that was stealing. They also think that he, he committed another robbery of a bank. It happened like 10 days after the first two were murdered. Hmm. I, I would. Mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he was. He, he he left, he basically left his wallet at the first murder. Oh yeah, where does like, fucking wallet go? Like, <laughs> like, I feel like he was not a very good killer. <laughs> he might have been wearing a mask, but that wasn't, on, that wasn't on any of the things. I'm just like, two separate, two separate, <laughs> two. Literally the only similarities are the stabby stabs. He stabs them. <laughs> I guess Sydney. I guess yeah. Sydney is, looks like the girls that he liked, I think. But, but the and the, like broke into people's houses. Like that's yeah. it. But and, and sliding put, glass doors. Well, yeah, sliding glass doors, and then he like 
in the movie he does pose bodies in like horrifying ways but not like well, provocative not, yeah not provocative I mean he only posed he only posed Drew Barrymore in the technically yeah. the 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 other ones died in that position mm. spoilers <laughs> whoops but um. anyway there's not there's really not a lot of similarities between the movie and this this murder for sure but we definitely love Scream, so we're going to talk about Scream now. Yay! Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. This is its own episode in itself. <laughs> how much information. <laughs> this movie has had... It's impacted, like, the horror genre. Like, the more that I read about it, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. It, it like, restarted a, a whole, like, horror following. Yeah. And then it's had a lot of controversies... It's also been accused of possibly provoking, like, murders yeah. <laughs> after the movie. Right. So, we'll talk about those two little, little, little fun murders. Maybe they murdered people because of the Gainesville Ripper. No. Okay. They did not mention the Gainesville Ripper or <laughs> anything. <laughs> they were like, it's literally everyone wearing, like, ghost face stuff. That's why I was like, did the guy even wear, like, a mask or anything? No. Like. <laughs> so. Scream. Ah! Get it? That was good. That was good. Yeah. Released in December, released December 20th, 1996. Nice. Directed by Wes Craven. Everyone, everyone knows who Wes Craven is. Yeah. I mean. I mean, anyone who likes horror knows who yeah. Wes Craven is. Yeah, he's and if you don't, then you do because he, I mean, like, <laughs> if you don't know his name, you know what he's made. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, his name's literally Wes Craven's new nightmare or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. So it was written by Kevin Williamson, who was the one that got inspired from the Gainesville Ripper <laughs> because his window he was, was left open. He was scared of cat. I was like. Boy, <laughs> I don't even know if he was even in, even in Florida. Like, I don't know if he's from Florida. <laughs> like, did it did it actually happen in Florida? Like, when his window was left open? That would have been a good point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but Scream is based in a fictional town called Wood- Woodsboro, California. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Casey and Steven being murdered. Casey's played by Drew Barrymore. This, okay, so if any of you don't know anything about horror movies, the starlet is never killed off in the first right. five minutes of the movie, ten minutes of the movie. Like the Drew, well-known actress. Drew Barrymore was on the cover of the movie because they wanted people to think that she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And she died in the first ten minutes of the mm-hmm. movie. So you never saw Drew Barrymore again. Mm-hmm. You barely heard anything about her for the rest of the movie, except yep. for right after her death. Like, it was it, it was something that people didn't do in horror movies. They wanted to keep the starlets on so people would watch. Right. So, originally... <laughs> so, around the 90s is when they claim that it was dead for the mm-hmm. for the genre mm-hmm. there was just a bunch of direct to video sequels right. and just a bu- like I said a bunch of sequels to like Halloween right. and Friday 13 and all that and they weren't making much money right. and 
horror the horror genre itself was considered basically not a good look or anything for a very well known like big names yeah. actress or actors. So when this movie script was picked up by Dimension Films and yeah. Drew Barrymore voluntarily Yeah. Showed up and said that I want to be part of this movie. Right. So a lot of people were like shocked, like, "Oh my gosh, Drew Barrymore wants to be a part of this movie!" Mm-hmm. And they originally gave her the role of Sydney, the main character. Mm-hmm. But due to some unexpected complications or something with her schedule, or I think she had, uh, I think I said something about her having something come up where mm-hmm. it just wouldn't allow her to. Yeah. Be, be able to give up that much time right. to this movie. So, but they wanted to still keep her. Right. And they put her on the cover and everything. Like, And they said that it was a risk move to kill her off in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But they said that it also makes the audience think, oh shit, anyone can die. Right. Because you go in thinking she's the main character. Right. But, uh, um, little side fact, Wes Craven mm-hmm. refused to direct this movie twice. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. Because he... Not because he didn't want to, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was just... He was uh, working on a remake for The Haunting. Mm-hmm. But then that fell through. Mm-hmm. So then he thought about it again. It came back around again. And then when Drew Barrymore agreed to come on, that's when he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not a dumb man. <laughs> <laughs> he was like... This might be different because he was, I guess he was also trying to step away from the horror genre Mm -hmm. because it was getting too cliche, too Mm -hmm. just predictable, dumb, whatever. Right. Which is great about this movie Mm -hmm. because literally this movie makes fun of those. Right. Cliches and tropes and all that. Um, It combines basically dark humor with it's a whodunit mystery, you know? Even in the movie there's this character, Randy, what Mm -hmm. his name is. He's played, he's played by Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. but Randy, he works at a movie store, and he's like the horror fanatic, and he knows everything there is about horror movies, and throughout the movie, you see references to horror movies, mm-hmm. like the janitor and the, the yeah. Freddy Krueger outfit, but in the final act of the movie, we're at one of the characters' house, Stu, who's played by Matthew mm-hmm. Lillard, Shaggy, for anyone who has seen Scooby-Doo. Uh... <laughs> He's played by Matthew Lillard, and um, he basically has this big party at his house. They're watching, um, they're all watching Halloween, Mm -hmm. the first original Halloween, Mm -hmm. with Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're all watching this movie, and um, Randy's giving them the survival tips. Right. The rules of horror movies. Right. And the rules that were set in the movie, rule number one, never have sex. Sex equals death. Right. Rule number two, no drinking and no drugs. Right. And rule number three. Don't say I'll be back. Yes. Yeah. Never I'll say I'll be back. I'll be right back. Right. Which in return, Stu's fucking ass goes, I'll, I'll be, be right, right back. back. <laughs> you know, this movie's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. That's and the reason why I like it so much. Like, I'll, I mean, it's scary if you've never seen it before. Yeah. A little bit. And then it's also pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a major change in the horror world. 
the one thing that I love about this movie, if you are a big horror movie person and you watch this movie multiple times, mm-hmm. you'll just see yeah. all these references yeah. and everything. This one that I... Like, this is probably, like, my third or fourth time seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing... I was like, oh, that's from this movie. Oh, that's from this movie. And then uh, when Randy is by himself mm-hmm. at Stu's, he's, when he's continuing Halloween, he's drunk, by the yeah. way. He's watching the movie, and then you see the killer come behind him. Uh-huh. And, he's, <laughs> and he's also, while he's watching the movie, because Jamie Lee Curtis is hiding from Michael Myers... Right. And he's like, Jamie, behind you. Yeah. Turn around, Jamie. Turn around, Jamie. Turn around. <laughs> Meanwhile, the killer is behind Randy, right. who is played by Jamie Jamie, Jamie right. Kennedy. Right. So I'm just like, that. That's so meta. Yeah. Like it. It. It was very self aware. Right. It was. It was great. It's so funny. Cause I was like, Jamie, you fucking turn around. Yeah, like. <laughs> but it's also weird because it is in the '90s. So I wrote that one quote down where. So, in the movie, Sydney is being terrorized by yeah. Ghostface, as he's called. Right. And her boyfriend, who's played by Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. So fine. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> he is so fine. He's 51. Damn. Mm-hmm. He comes in through her window, like, right after she gets attacked by the killer. And a phone falls out of his pocket. And then we're like, oh, my God. She's freaking out, <laughs> thinking it's Billy. Right. And, uh... They go to the police station, and the police officer's like, what were you doing with a cellular telephone? <laughs> with a cellular telephone. And I looked back at her, and I was like, we all have cellular telephones now. <laughs> and I was like, we all have those now. The music scores, great. Yeah. Found out that they also used some of the music from Halloween throughout. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I literally wrote down Billy gaslighting narcissists. Seriously. <laughs> he was. I know. So, what were they together? Like two years? Yeah. So, Billy and Sydney are dating. Yeah. They're <laughs> <laughs> are dating. And they've been together two years. A year prior to all these murders happening, mm-hmm. Sydney's mom was raped and murdered. Right. So, that's probably the closest to the Gainesville murders. Right. So. That's what I'll, that's another thing I was thinking while I was writing this down. I was like, this is cl- more closely related to her mom's murder. Yeah. So I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. So that, that's literally it, but. And Sydney was the main witness in putting away the person who she thought was the person who killed her. Yeah. Which, spoiler, it was the wrong guy. Right. <laughs> I was just like, what, really? Like, I. I don't remember that part. Yeah. So I don't remember it actually being like Billy. I do. That killed her mom. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember that. But because <laughs> I thought, I guess I'm just thinking about all the other movies because right. they basically took inspiration from it. Right. Kind of thing. But yeah. So spoiler alert: Billy and Stu are the psycho fucking killers in this movie. Stu basically is just the accomplice that got peer pressured into it, and he's such a fucking crybaby. Oh such my a god! Cry baby. <laughs> uh, and then Billy is actually fucking crazy, and he killed Sydney's mom a year ago, right? Because motive, his motive was Sydney's mom slept with Billy's dad, right? 
which caused Billy's mom to abandon them. Right. And then so Billy blamed Sydney's mom. Right. For all that and called her a whore and everything. Right. So that was his motive and I was like, shit. Right. And the reason he's a narcissist, we he, used to be hot and heavy, rated R, going into NC-17. <laughs> Yeah, they were going to get an NC-17 rating on this movie. Really? Yeah, because of how, like, gory and graphic it was. But then they, like, took stuff out and whatever. That's what I was like. I was like, it's not that gory. It's not. It's not. It's really not. Compared to things now. Yeah. But, I mean, it was also the 90s. There wasn't much I mean, gory you, you barely even saw an open... Oh, you did see, like, Steve's insides. And... And... Um, what's your name? Uh... Casey. Casey, yeah. yeah. Steve and Casey. You did see their inside. She was hung from a tree. <laughs> I think by her intestines. Yeah, and if then... You don't want to get hung by a tree by your intestines. Just don't have intestines. Life hack. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I also put Billy is toxic. Like, he's toxic. Like, in big bold letters. Toxic. I mean, like, he slept with Sydney. Like, Took her virginity. Right. I know, after two years, he was patient, her. though. Huh? So he was pretty patient, though. Waited two years. Okay, but the first year, they were getting hot and heavy. They were at least doing stuff. And then her mom got raped and murdered, and she kind of... By him. Right. Yeah. That she didn't know that, but got raped and murdered, and then she kind of withdrew. Like backed off, yeah. And then he was all getting sassy about it. Yeah. So, okay. So after Sydney basically blames Billy of being her attacker... Yeah. And he's in uh, in custody overnight right. or whatever. He gets let go because... She receives a call. Yeah, she receives a call while Billy's still in custody. And so she's like, oh, it's not Billy. But she's still scared. And then Billy comes back to school. They meet up. And Billy's basically giving her this lecture on how it's been over a year, Sid. Like, mm-hmm. he was like... Over yeah, he was like, my parents split. He was like, my mom left me or left us or whatever. And right. I'm not... Like, wallowing right. about it. And then she's like, your parents are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, your mom left town. Yeah, your mom left town. Mine's in a casket. Right. Under the ground. Like, and I'm like, ex- like what the fuck, Billy? Right. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's an asshole. Was, he was trying to pressure her, but also saying that he wasn't pressuring her. Right. And then continuing to pressuring her. Gaslighting. Seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe we started this conversation with he's so fine and then we no, continue like, to talk toxic. about all of his toxic red flags. Whoops. Look. Red flags sorry, are Mom. attractive. Red's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the movie it's revealed that it is Stu and Billy. Stu is basically doing it just because he thinks it's cool and right. they're going to be memorable, whatever. Right. Billy actually has... A vendetta. Yeah, a vendetta against right. Sydney and her family. But to make it look like they survived, Stu and Billy basically stab each other. Mm-hmm. And Billy stabs Stu a few extra times. Mm-hmm. And Stu is, like, bleeding from his mouth. And he's like, I'm getting a little woozy. I'm getting a little woozy. He's yeah. like, like, you need to stop, man. <laughs> and he's, like, bleeding and crying. And then while they're distracted by some survivors that they didn't mm-hmm. kill off of. Sydney leaves, mm-hmm. and then she has the voice changer thing, mm-hmm. calls them, and is like, I called the police kind of thing, mm-hmm. da, da, da. And Stu's <laughs> like, did you really call the police? 
She's like, yeah. gonna be so mad at yeah. me. He said, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. Like, he's crying. Also, with all the references and stuff, when Sydney kills Stu, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's, like, chasing her and stuff, and he goes, I always had a thing for you, Sid. And then she, like, pushes the TV on him and says, in your dreams, and pushes the TV <laughs> on him and he dies, and I'm like, name right on the street. Right. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of references. And then uh, I, I wrote this line down because I thought it was just so funny, because Randy... So Randy also has a thing for Sid. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, ooh, Randy, you can get her now because right. her boyfriend's dead. The other guy that was into her is dead. And <laughs> Randy said, never thought I'd be so happy to be a virgin. <laughs> I was just like, Randy, Randy, Randy. He couldn't, anyway. he couldn't die. Randy couldn't die. Like, by, by the horror laws, you can't kill Randy. He's a virgin. I mean, by the horror laws, yes. But they were also making fun of cliches and tropes. So I wouldn't have been surprised if they killed Randy. <laughs> Randy's in almost all the other ones. So. Oh, he is, huh? Yeah. I have. I don't remember them that much. I, for some reasons, <laughs> for some reasons, Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer mm-hmm. blend together for me. Oh. Like okay. the sequels kind of blend together in a way. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, but yeah, that's that's basically most. That's all I wrote about the movie part, mm-hmm. like the actual story. So um, a lot of this is gonna be a lot of my fun facts. Haley's fun facts. Do 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 do. <laughs> so the budget for this movie. Yes. It's fourteen to fifteen million dollars. In the box office, it made one hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Damn. Mm-hmm. It was the highest-grossing slasher movie until twenty eighteen. Scream was originally titled Scary Movie, which I thought was funny because then later they made the spoof Scary movies, movie, right. Scary Movie 1, 2, 3, 4, right. yeah, based off of Scream and I don't and I Know What You Did Last yeah. Summer, making fun of those. It was renamed, like, last minute by the Weinstein brothers. Even some of the, like, um, little, like, favors... Like mugs, I don't, I don't know if it's actually mugs, but you know, mm-hmm. like favors of the movie, like mm-hmm. that they were giving to everybody. Enamel pins. Enamel pins. <laughs> <laughs> they still have the original name DJs. on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. So some of the memorabilia, like uh-huh. favors or anything, had yeah. the original name still on it. So I was like, man, last minute. <laughs> and I guess I bet uh, you that stuff's worth way more money than Scream stuff. Yeah, because it's yeah. like, like OG. Yeah, because for some reason, mistakes are worth more. Yeah. I guess uh, Wes Craven and the writer, mm-hmm. Kevin Williamson, hated Scream as the name. They thought it was stupid. <laughs> but after it got changed and everything, and then with the success yeah. of the movie, they were like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It made me, you know, I don't know, $1 billion. <laughs> $173 million, But when Wes Craven basically kept saying no to directing this movie they also ran it by a few other directors they wanted they went to sam rami and also george romero yeah those are just the two that i remember i think there was like robert rodriguez or something but um they didn't understand the movie like they didn't get it they didn't get it no because i guess williamson wanted to basically do what scream did make fun of the horror movie tropes and everything and they didn't get it. They were like, what? What? Like, because there's never been a movie like this before. Right. 
So they were like, mm, no. No. I wrote down some, like, casting stuff. I already talked about Drew Barrymore's part. Mm-hmm. Neve Campbell, who plays Sydney, mm-hmm. she was really hesitant and not really wanting to be a part of this movie, but Wes Craven wanted her because she didn't want to do back-to-back horror movies because she just did The Craft. Right. But that, but she was just, like, a side role. Like, she wasn't, like, the main role or anything. Right. After some convincing and she read the script, she loved the character, and then she loved that it was it would be her first leading role, so she's like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> I'll do it. Why not? I'd love to have, like, um, someone be like, you have to do this role, and I'd have to be like, why not? Why like, not? Fine. <laughs> right. You don't have to audition. You don't have to do anything. Unlike Courtney Cox's character, so Gail Weathers, which is this journalist in the, journalist character who's a bitch. Yeah. In the movie. She's played by Courtney Cox. Right. She wanted that role really bad. Mm-hmm. And they did not want to give it to her. <laughs> because she was on Friends. Yeah. And she was, you know, Monica, the nice, sweet, goody yeah. two-shoes. But she wanted to, like, be a bitch. Right. So she was like, I really want this because I want to be that bitch character and know what it feels like. And Craven was like, nah. Like, you're a good girl stature. It's not what we need. Whatever. And she literally hung around the studio. <laughs> Until they gave it to her. <laughs> that would be me. I was like, dedication. <laughs> right. And she met her future husband. Yeah. But, eh, they're divorced uh, now, but, you know. Uh, they um, met, he, she met a future husband. But <laughs> okay, and then Billy Loomis. Another reference, because the last name's Loomis, which is also the last name of the doctor from Halloween. But Billy Loomis is played, again, by Skeet Ultridge. beautiful man (laughs) okay they literally so they liked his audition but they noted that he embodied young Johnny Depp from the original Nightmare on Elm Mm -hmm. Street I see it I see it too now here's my question Johnny Depp or Skeet Eldridge Johnny Depp of course yeah (laughs) Johnny Depp is fine he's fine now Mm -hmm. like I mean he he doesn't look like he's aged (laughs) But, um, so, Neve Campbell and Ski Ultrich, they both played in The Craft together. Mm-hmm. Which, I've never seen The Craft. Mm-hmm. I know that's, like, a sin. Because <laughs> it's, it. it's a classic, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But, I don't know, I, I just never watched it. But, they, the director and everybody just thought, oh, this will be perfect because they've already worked together. And I guess it was just a natural... Chemistry. Yeah, natural chemistry already. Right. Uh, Stu, which, like I said, played by Matthew Lillard, his happened by accident. He got the part by accident. <laughs> he showed up to this studio where they were holding auditions for multiple movies. Yeah. And he went with his, at the time, girlfriend, uh-huh. who was auditioning for some movie. Yeah. And the casting director w- just walked out and saw him and was like, hey, want to <laughs> audition for this movie? And he got the part. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's look right there. Um, That's crazy. And then an honorable mention because I've never even heard of this guy. Yeah. Roger L. Jackson. Who's that? That is Ghostface voice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does he mm-hmm. get a Spooky Babe award or something? I would love to give him a Spooky Babe <laughs> award. So he was Ghostface voice and he originally it was just going to be a placeholder and then they were going to dub over his voice later. Yeah. But his voice was just so good. Yeah. Intelligent and evil, as Craven put it. Yeah. It was just irreplaceable, so it stayed through the whole series. 
Yeah. And he was never allowed to meet the actors. Never, They never met face-to-face because they didn't want to put a face to the voice. And, like, I was like, that's crazy. And he, uh, Jackson, talked to the actors through phones to, like, guide them. Oh. But they never met. I was like, that's crazy. Like, he was on set, but they never met. That's crazy. I was like, what, you just hide every single time? Fun fact. The special effects company that they worked with, mm-hmm. KNB Effects Team, mm-hmm. which consisted of Howard Berger, Robert Kurtzman, and Gregory Nicotero, which I just thought this was cool because I recognized Gregory Nicotero. Mm-hmm. I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? And he did special effects for The Walking Dead, and he does the special effects for the new creep show oh. on Shudder. Yeah. Which I'm watching right now, so I was like... That's where. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he actually he either does the special effects or he actually is the director for it, mm-hmm. I believe. But I was like, that name. That name sounds so familiar. But they used 50 gallons of fake blood for this movie. Holy shit. It's a lot of blood. It's a lot that of is blood. a lot. But there's a scene where in the movie where Billy gets stabbed by um, an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I guess during that scene, Billy was wearing, well, the actor, he had, like, the fake vest on and everything. The second stab missed his vest and, like, stabbed him. Oh. Skeet Ulrich had a uh, open heart surgery when he was, like, eight yeah. or something to fix one of his uh, heart valves. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, like, poked that area. And I was just like, ow. Ow. So, yeah, he got injured on set. Holy crap. Did they have to, like, go to the hospital? I don't know. I would assume so. Yeah, but, like... But, yeah, that, that's all of... That's all, like, the movie fun facts. Uh-huh. Like, the actual, like, cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, fun stuff. <laughs> now we're gonna get to... <laughs> this. What this movie... This movie has basically been blamed and accused of causing murder to happen. Right. In January of 1998, uh, 16-year-old Mario Padilla mm-hmm. and 14-year-old and his 14-year-old cousin Samuel Ramirez stabbed Mario's mother Gina Castillo mm-hmm. 45 times. Holy shit. This later was considered the scream murder. The boys claimed they were inspired by Scream 1 and 2. Mhm. And their motive supposedly was they wanted the money from her murder to buy stuff for a killing spree. Which included buying the ghost face costumes and voice changers. They thought they could, uh, Billy and Stu the shit. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, uh, I guess they, in court, they had, like, a therapist investigate them mm-hmm. and everything. And they came to the conclusion that the movie was a possible inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because... During this time was the whole movies cause violence mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. whatever, bullshit. Right. But for some reason, they, the judge ended up getting that taken out of court, so mm-hmm. the movie didn't get blamed for anything. Right. Then again, I don't know what's with January. January 17th, 1999. A 13-year-old Ashley Murray was stabbed and left for dead by his friends, Daniel Gill, who was 14, and Robert Fuller, who was 15. Ashley was found and saved by an elderly man who was walking his dog. Mm-hmm. The The two attackers were dubbed scream attackers 
they claimed they watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they also had drawings of Ghostface. Yeah. There was literally, like, no motive that I could see or anything. Right. But they, they just wanted to do it. When they were interviewed by therapists and everything, uh, the actions they blamed on physical abuse, drugs, and there was exposure to black magic in their households. So, <laughs> I thought that was crazy. I was like, black magic? That's crazy. Um, and then the last one I have is June 3rd of 2002. Oh. I know. Way later. <laughs> 17-year-old unnamed boy, they don't say the name, lured his 15-year-old friend, Alice, out of her parents' house in France, stabbed her 42 times Holy crap. while wearing the ghost face mask. A neighbor came and the boy got spooked and ran. And right before she died, she said the name of her attacker mm-hmm. and he was arrested and after he was arrested the boy told police that he wanted to kill someone to emulate the ghost face character from scream they give that they give they're giving that movie a lot of credit i know <laughs> for their own fucked up minds <laughs> mhm um well that's crazy i like the fun facts <laughs> you like my fun facts i love the fun facts <laughs> Well, that is our Scream movie and the Gainesville Ripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very loosely based loosely. on. Loosely. But at this point, we're willing to take anything as long as it's a semi-decent movie. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like our first one, the Snowtown Murders, was so far, like, it was so exact with just, like, minor differences that it was kind of scary to watch the movie. So... The fact that this one was, like, kind of like this, but not really, mm-hmm. made the movie feel like a horror movie. Right. You know? And not like a, <laughs> documentary. Not like a documentary. Our first one, it felt like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Like we were actually watching. Yeah, because it was so similar. And at the same time a little different, but still. That is the Scream versus the Gainesville Ripper, our conclusion is that they are not similar at all <laughs> no <laughs> there's just a few things that are similar like stabby stab the, <laughs> the writer right. heard the, the writer heard the story on the news and had an open window and got scared that's about it so Haley, do you have anything to tell the spooky babes uh don't commit murder don't commit crimes uh, just listen to our podcast about it yeah, live here. Actually, your... if you mm. are thinking about committing crimes, let's just not <laughs> focus on that kind of stuff at all. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to these podcasts. No, this will just fuel. <laughs> it's just fuel to your fire. Anyway, stay safe out there, guys. Halloween's coming up. In like <laughs> two months. It's July. It is Halloween now. It honestly might as well be. It's the next holiday. Yeah, there's no... there's Labor not, Day. Labor Day, yeah. I was like, that's the only holiday left, I think, is Labor Day. All right, spooky babes. <laughs> so, we were glad that you came and joined us today. Next week will be True Crime Week again. All right, so as you lay your head down to sleep tonight, thinking about Scream, we will see you in your nightmares. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.